Hi there, great to connect today again online. And today we are concluding our monthly topic of embrace growth. I trust that even though we're concluding speaking about embracing growth, we're not going to stop growing. Growth is something we want to continue to do for the rest of our lives. To be honest, today we're looking at a, a story in the Old Testament from the book of Samuel. And it's recording of a, a woman who's desperate for children, desperate for a family. But there's things we can look at and apply as far as growth is concerned to her own life. The woman's called Hannah. It's right at the beginning of the first book of Samuel, who's desperate to have a, a child. It pains her. It eats away her all the time. She's someone who loves God, but she's desperate for a child and can't get a child that she's not so far been able to have children in her life and she's so desperate she even prays at one point in the first chapter you would have read she made a vow O lord of heaven's armies if you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son then i will give him back to you he will be yours for his entire lifetime and as a sign that this, that so of such, he will be dedicated to the Lord and his hair will never be cut. I.e., he couldn't even wait till lockdown restrictions were raised to get a haircut. It was just not going to happen. It was a sign that Hannah prayed that she asked God for a son. And when she asked, she was saying, I'll dedicate him, I'll give him back to you. I'll recognize it is a gift from you. Long story short, God granted her a son and she did dedicate him back to the Lord and he is serving in the temple. And then we read in chapter 2, these words, he's in the temple, Eli is a priest and his two sons were also there serving as priests. But chapter 2 of 1 Samuel verse 12 just says, the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord. He goes on to explain about why they were scoundrels. But then it says in verse 18, But Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Each year his mother made a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Before they returned home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you other children to take the place of this one she gave to the Lord. And the Lord gave Hannah three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now, Eli was very old, but he was aware of what his sons were doing to the people of Israel. He knew, for instance, that his sons were seducing the young woman who assisted at the entrance of the tabernacle. Eli said to them, I have been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things you are doing. Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The reports I hear among the Lord's people are not good. If someone sins against another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? But Eli's sons wouldn't listen to the father, for the Lord was already planning to put them to death. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew taller and grew in favor with the Lord and with the people. This is a great story, one that I've learned when I was a young boy in Sunday school, and it's still a great story all these years later. 
Hannah made an amazing prayer to God. If you give me this son, I'll give him back to you. And what is incredible also, it's not just an amazing prayer, but she amazingly kept her part of what she said. You've never prayed a prayer like this, I'm sure, but some of us, not like you have, where we've said, Lord, if you get me out of this mess, I'll serve you the rest of my life. Or if you make that speed camera not to have been working when I was going a bit too fast, then I promise you I'll never drive that fast again. If you give me a, a wonderful girlfriend, I promise that I'll treat her perfectly and well. If you give me this job, I'll give you 20% of my money. Or if you can change those wrong answers I've put on my exam paper into right answers, then I'll serve you and go anywhere you want me to go. Maybe you've never prayed prayers like that, but some of us, to be honest, have probably prayed similar type of prayers, but then when God steps in, we've maybe not fulfilled a part of the deal, so to speak. But Hannah was desperate to see a difference. She was de desperate to see the status quo changing. She was desperate to see growth in her personal situation in a family context. She was desperate. She was determined. She had a determination to see a growth, a change in the status quo. And if we want to embrace growth, if we want to accept it willingly and enthusiastically, there has to be something of determination within us that despite the disappointments, despite the, the discouragements, that we're still determined to see a change, to see growth, despite setbacks, despite what has not happened so far. We need to still have a determination that we're not giving up, that we're still going to continue to try, endeavor to see growth in our life. This morning or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're watching this, if you've maybe been looking for growth, it could be in your, your personal walk, it could be in your business, it could be finance, it could be in relationship, and you've prayed maybe and you've done for years and you've looked for something to change and maybe giving up, we need to be like Hannah and say, I'm not giving up, I'm not letting go until I see God, you do something incredible in my life. You know, the Bible says we keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and then God will answer us. So this morning, have a determination for growth in your life. Don't let the de delays steal your desires to still see growth take place in your life. Hannah is an incredible example of seeing growth. And in this story, she was blessed with a son and she recognized that every blessing in her life was a gift from God. And she dedicated her son back to God. She took him to the temple to serve in the temple. She dedicated her son. She gave her son back to God. But long story short, the priest Eli says, I'm going to pray because you have given your son. God will bless you with more. And what we see is God blessed Elkanah and Hannah. And she had three other sons and two daughters. Just think about that. She wanted growth in her personal situation. But when it came, she honored God and she put God first. And because of that, she gave one and God gave five. That is an incredible return on any investment. 
I don't know of any investment where you're going to get five times back as much as you gave. But Hannah had an honoring principle in her life, but she was determined to see growth. But in that growth, and it wasn't just for her benefit, she wanted to honor God. And because she honored God, God blessed her. See, the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And it's easy to just put that in money. But I want to tell you, if we want to see growth in our lives, we need to give to God, whether it's our finance, whether it's our time, whether it's our, our abilities, whether it's our careers. If we give to God, I want to encourage you this morning that today, that if you give to God, God will give you more back. Growth comes through giving, through a determination to see growth, but in giving. And the long story is that Eli, Samuel comes to the temple. Hannah has dedicated him. And we read that the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli, the priest. If we want to see growth, we need to be givers. In whatever areas, an attitude of giving what we have. Because when we give with an honoring of God, God gives us back in whatever that is. But we also need a serving attitude as well. We grow by serving. Samuel grew by serving the Lord. He served in the temple. He served God in the temple. And I want to encourage you that as we serve, we will grow. There's a principle of serving and growing. And what is so good here that Samuel served Eli Sometimes our serving, we're looking for our big opportunities. We're looking for amazing things for us to do. But what we need to do is look for others to serve in the meantime. Other people's dreams, goals, ambitions, ministries. As he served someone else, he grew. It's like Joshua grew by serving Moses or Elisha and Elijah. And there are many stories in the Bible and examples where we're serving someone else, they grew into ministry and in greater areas themselves. Stephen in the book of Acts started ministering at a food bank, so to speak, and then he became an evangelist, and then he grew to become a martyr. That's maybe a bit too far for some of us, but the reality is when we serve and when we serve other peoples, there's a growth that takes place in our life. To embrace growth be a giver. To embrace growth, be a server. We grow as we serve. And the reality is too often we hinder our growth because we restrict ourselves because of our limitations. What we see here is that he grew in serving. But the Bible says here in verse 18 that Samuel, though he was only a boy, he served the Lord. Do you know, we all have those those in our life. We all have those those that we look at and focus on which stop us becoming and doing all that God wants us to do. It may be, though I am young and inexperienced, we need an attitude like Samuel. Though he was a boy, he served the Lord. Though I am young and inexperienced, I will still serve God. Though I am poor, I will still give. On the flip side, though I am successful in business, 
I will still be humble enough to work in service areas like car parks or tea duties. Though I am this, I will still do that. Though I fear flying, I'll go where you send me. Though it pains me that I have no children of my own, I will still serve or support those in children's ministry. I will sponsor a compassion, chi compassion child. I will, even though it pains me, in my pain, I will still do it. Though life is tough, I will still praise him. Though I have failed many times, I will learn from my mistakes and I'll grow in wisdom and experience and knowledge. Though I've been hurt with people, I'll continue to love others. I will grow despite my though. Though he was only a boy, he still served and he grew. And I want to say this morning, we all have those those that limit us, but let it not stop us serving God and growing into all that God. In spite of our those, we can still serve and we can still grow. It needs determination to grow, but we all need that aspiration to grow as well. If you look at this story, every year, Hannah would bring Samuel a coat, a new coat, a new jacket. It's like the school blazers every year. And the reality is he would need to grow into that new jacket because if he fitted up this year, by the time next year came, it would be way too short for him. So there was always a jacket that he had to grow into. And I believe in training. I believe in equipping. I believe in becoming the best we can before we do things in many ways. But sometimes we wait too long. Sometimes we say we will not do anything until I'm perfectly ready and trained. Sometimes we have to wait till we're comfortable before we start doing something new and fresh. And let me just say, I think we should be uncomfortable in being comfortable. If you're doing everything in your life just now easily, it's as if the jacket fits comfortably in every area of your life. Let me just say this morning, it's time to move on and get a bigger jacket. It's time to grow into a bigger jacket because growth doesn't mean comfortable. It's been uncomfortable, which causes us to grow. And we need to grow into areas where we can't quite get it all right yet. We need to grow into areas where we're not 100% ready, but we've got an aspiration to grow more than where we are, to do things we can't do just now. If you just keep doing what you can do all the time, you will never grow. And it's as if Samuel had to grow into bigger jackets, as he said. And let me say, we all need to grow into bigger jackets. We all need to get a little bit uncomfortable. And if we're completely comfortable in all we're doing, it's time to step into some area where we're not comfortable. And I love what it says here. It says, Eli was a priest and he wore his priestly garments. And it says, Samuel, he wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Remember when you were younger, maybe you didn't, but when I was younger, and we used to maybe at Christmas or whatever, we'd put on fireman's hat or a policeman's hat and try to dress up like them. And to me, it was a football strip. And basically we're saying, when I grow up, I want to be this. I'm wearing what I want to be. For some people, it was maybe a cowboy outfit. And to be truthful, some people grew up to be cowboys, but that's another story and we're not going to go into that today. 
but we put on clothes that we wanted to be. And if you look at this story here, Samuel saw what Eli was wearing, and he wore similar clothes. There was something in here where it says, when I grow up, I want to be like you, Eli. I want to be like you. I want to aspire to be like you, to dress the way you're dressing and to do what you're doing. And today, have you got anyone in your life where you've got an aspiration to be like? We need people where we can look up to and say, I'm aspiring to be like you. We're not saying the exact same because every one of us is unique, but we all need people in our life where we can look up to and say, I want to grow to be like you. I want to love like that. I want to serve like that. I want to have faith like that. I want to encourage like that. I want to learn and I want to aspire to be like you are in some ways. We all need someone like that. I want to pray the way you pray. I want to be able to do what you can do. Get people in your life with an aspiration to be like. And also on the other side, we all should have people in our life who can look at us and say, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you, talk like you, or whatever you call it. We want to be like you. We need people in our life who we can aspire to be like. And we need people in our life who can look at us and aspire to be like us. Now, Eli wasn't perfect. His sons were scoundrels. Eli failed in many areas. And we'll never be perfect. And we'll never look, and we never, should never look for perfection in others. But we still need people in our life that we can look to and say, I'm aspiring to grow and to be more like that person. Paul put it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. You should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. I.e., I'm not Christ. Don't copy everything I do. I get something wrong. But there's times in my life where I'm imitating Christ. And you can look at my life and you can aspire to become in these areas similar to me and imitate me. It's imperfect people. And in this scenario... It was an imperfect world. Eli wasn't perfect. This temple, this church situation wasn't perfect. But the Bible does say in that context, meanwhile, while the other two were scoundrels, Samuel grew taller and he grew in favor with the Lord and with the people, i.e. he grew in more than one area. He grew physically, he grew spiritually, he grew socially. You could put it, he grew inward, he grew upward, he grew outward. We can all grow in different areas. Samuel grew, and you don't need a perfect environment. In church, settings are not perfect environments because there's so many imperfect people. But there's still enough there that can cause us with an attitude of determination to grow an aspiration to grow, but you can receive an impartation from God which helps you grow. Be a giver, be a server, be one who's devoted to God and seek to grow. It says in some versions that the boy Samuel grew up in the service of the Lord. But I love what one version says. It's that Samuel grew 
in the presence of the Lord. Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. We're concluding a series on embracing growth, and we've spoken a lot about different ways of growth and different principles around growth. And we can grow in learning, we can grow in training, we can grow in serving, we can grow in giving. But today, I want to tell you that as you spend time in the presence of the Lord, you will grow. They say you grow to be like the people you spend time with. As you spend time in the presence of the Lord, as you serve God, as you give to God, and as you spend those days, these moments in his presence, whether individually or corporately, because the Bible says where two or three are gathered and his name is there. Get alongside people. Rub shoulders with people who are further on with you. Aspire to learn from them and become more like them. But more than anything, aspire to become like him, to grow into his image, because that's the greatest growth that can ever take place in us, to grow to be like him. And to be like him, you need to spend time in his presence. Yes, we need to be givers. As you give, you will grow. As you serve, you will grow. We need to, in a sense, dress ourselves for where we want to go by putting on jackets which are too big for us. We need to connect with bigger people than ourselves. Those who have been there, done that, and got the t-shirt, so to speak. But we also need to make sure that we're not getting too caught up in all activity, but getting caught up in our relationship with him and spending time in his presence because Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. My heart's prayer for everyone who's listening is that we're not where we are today in a year's time. That individually we have grown to become more and more the people that God wants us to be. Maybe you've wanted to grow in any area, as I said at the beginning, and it's not happened yet. Never give up. Have that determination, that desire, that the de delays are not going to hinder you continuing to desire to grow. Have aspiration in our life to become something we're not already. But look to God for that impartation as we spend time in him, that we grow in grace and knowledge and wisdom and love for him. Let's pray. Father God, I pray for everyone who's listening today. Lord, I thank you that you have created us, but you've got growth potential and seeds of growth in every one of us in every area of our lives. 
I pray for those who don't know you as Savior, Lord, that right now that they'll embrace you and they'll become all that you've called them to be, that they'll accept you as Savior and grow and to be the child of God and the man and the woman of God that you've purposed and planned for them. But every, every one of us here, we've all got areas of growth. We've all got areas in which we can become more than where we are just now. And I pray for those who have been disappointed by the lack of answers to their desires for growth in their areas. But I pray we'll learn from Hannah and we'll continue to push through and continue to be determined and not to let go until we see the answers coming to the change comes in our life, to the status quo is banished for good. Father, I pray for every one of us to have that aspiration to become more. I pray, Father God, you'll give us the courage to put on bigger jackets. Father, I pray that every one of us will be an example for others to look to, to aspire, to learn from, and become more like. But more than all that, I pray, Father God, for your impartation as we spend time with you, that you will impart something of yourself into us, which causes us to grow more and more into your image and to honor you in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.